you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Um, she is a native of Cincinnati, Ohio, and currently resides in Indianapolis, Indiana. She accepted the call on her life and received salvation at the age of 21. At that time, she founded an interdenominational praise dance ministry, Judah Offering of the Youth Joy. For young ladies 12 through 21, she facilitated conference workshops, taught weekly Bible studies, choreographic dances, and mentored the young ladies of joy. In 2001, she moved out in the call that God placed within her to adopt older girls from the foster care system. She became an adoption advocate and wrote articles for national publications, trained future foster and adopted parents, facilitated workshops, state liaison for Adopt Us Kids, and is currently the Indiana representative for the North American Council of Adoptive Children. She believes heavy on, heavily on teaching her children the importance of giving back because of 4,000 plus community volunteer hours. Their family received the President's Volunteer Service Award, which was presented at the White House by President George Bush and Miss Laura Bush. She is currently actively participating in Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. At this ministry, she has the pleasure of teaching ministerial classes and preaching and teaching the gospel of truth. Um, her involvement with DORM also includes preaching and intercession. It was during her connection with DORM that she received her vision and birth her business fluent life hallelujah she received her mystorial license from cornerstone family worship center and is currently pursuing a master degree in biblical studies with a combined doctoral degree in theology she is the proud mother of seven and an overjoyed grandmother of 10 beautiful grandchildren. I want to introduce to um, all of us, amen, introduce to some and reintroduce to others, none other than the powerful, anointed, amazing, dynamic woman of God, our minister, Don Cooper. Amen. In Jesus' name, dynamic woman of God, you have the platform. Amen. Amen. Thank you. To God be the glory this morning. He is worthy, hallelujah, for all his most powerful works, hallelujah, for sustaining us, hallelujah, and, and, and all that we do for his patience, hallelujah, and, and, and restoring us and realigning us into the call that he has called for our lives today. So I just want to thank Apostle Doron Chazorn 
for that 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 bio, but I want to thank her more for speaking into my life and for um, creating this platform that uh, I may be a vessel used by God to administer his word and upbuild the body um, of Christ. Hallelujah. So it is with that that we're going to go ahead and go into um, the message this morning. I won't keep you very long, but uh, this is something that God laid on my heart. As you know, it's got to go through me before I preach it out. Hallelujah. So um, if we have a message today, it's going to be don't move in your offense. God is there. Don't move in your offense. God is there. We are coming today from Matthew 11 and 12, more specifically, Matthew 11, 2 through 11. So with that, you know, we'll go ahead and get into our message, don't move in your offense. God is there. So we read in Matthew 11, 2 to 3. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, He sent two of his disciples and said unto them, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? So God was in, I mean, so so, so John was in jail. Uh, He had been in jail, uh, placed there by Herod. And uh, in jail, he, he knew. There were some things that before he was placed there that he knew with a surety, with a surety. So uh, before he sent his disciples to ask this of Jesus, uh, he knew some things before he was placed in prison. Uh, he, he spent his entire life preaching about the Messiah. And, and when he saw the Messiah, he, he heard from heaven how God said this, is my beloved in whom I'm well pleased. He heard that. He heard Jesus's ministries and his healings. Uh, he understood the power of Jesus. Uh, so why wasn't he being delivered? He never once doubted who Jesus was. He never once doubted why Jesus was. And he never once doubted what Jesus was. Come on now. And all of this he knew with a surety before he was placed in prison. So why now? In all of his faith, why now did he seek to know that his faith was just a little bit shaken, that he would send two of his disciples to Jesus and ask him, "Are are you the one? Why now? Why now? And it took me to uh, my salvation and thinking back on my salvation. And, you know, when I first uh, uh, was converted over and, and became a believer, whoo, I, I look back. I, it's funny now because I was so on fire. Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm probably offending a great many people and not, not really walking in wisdom yet and not really having maturity, you know, I'm new, I'm a new babe in Christ, and, 
and and I was just sold out. I was aggressive. Everybody, I, everybody need to know about Jesus, and let me tell you why. And uh, you just, you know, couldn't keep it to yourself like fire. Shut up in your bones, and you know, God was blessing in that time. He was performing miracles. Uh, you you experienced peace. I experienced peace and joy and love and just. Everything was going right. You know, it was just God was good. He was just there. You know, and then some trouble came. Then some trouble came. And it rocked my world. Because, you know, like I serve this God, right? I serve the Almighty God, the everlasting God, the God that did all of the, these miracles in the Bible. And I serve that God. And, you know, I'm sold out for you, God. So, you know, I've been preaching your word. I've been reading your word, studying late at night, fasting, praying. I've been doing all of these things. So, why is this trouble coming up on me like this? Uh, because up until now, you know, I've been delivered from all of these troubles, but God was in, you know, the blessing business at that time. You know, I was just on fire. Hallelujah. Fire. So it is at this time when we are faced with trials that we begin to question who God is. I ain't question it in any other sense. I ain't question God and who he was when he was working miracles in my life. I, I ain't question God when he was moving me in revelation and in, in, in his revelation of his word. And I didn't question God when when he supplied all my needs and, and my food and my shelter and clothing. I never once questioned God. But it was at this time during turmoil and trials that I began to question God. And, you know, I, I let him know. I'm real honest with God. I let him know. Uh, why, has, why haven't you come? Why haven't you showed up like all the other times? You know, why are you leaving me here to suffer like this? I've read your word, hallelujah, and you split the Red Sea. You raised the dead. You brought fire to consume the altar for Elijah. Surely you can deliver me from what I'm asking. That's nothing. You know, I just may need a job or food or healing. That's small compared to the great miracles that you've worked in the Bible. Why, Lord? Why have you forsaken me at this hour? I haven't done anything different. I've prayed and fasted, and I continued in your word. So why? Why have you forsaken me? It is in our darkest hour that we question God's power in our lives. If those questions are not answered, we become confused. If there is still no deliverance, we become weary in our faith. If there is no answer or changes, we become angry, questioning uh, questioning God's existence, questioning our existence. Why did you even save me if you're going to place me in this? Why did you even do this? Why did you even have me go through all of this to bring me here and then leave me? If 
If there is still silence and God does not show up, we give up normally. We give up. I give up. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. And this brings me to a point in time in my life. And, uh, you know, they've always, uh, it's always read, stated, whatever, uh, their report, let me say they, you know, their report was uh, high cholesterol and, I, you know, not eating pork or, you know, I, you know it's not in my family. I, I, I eat correctly. And so I, I just believe that God, that was incorrect. I believe God's word for healing in my life. And uh, one day I lay sick and uh, I was sick. I think I had a flu or a cold, but my heart started uh, uh, beating real fast and then it would slow down and it would, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it, you know? And, and, and I know like Fred Sanford, it's the big one, that, but, but no, this was it. This was real. I, I just thought, and I rolled out, I had, my kids were young at the time and I wrote out what, what I wanted done with each of them and how I wanted things dispersed and I put it in an envelope in case of my death. I mean, y'all, I really was thinking because my heart wasn't doing, it was doing some crazy things. So I thought I was on the brink and, and this was me. This was me. I began to question God, like, you've done all of this stuff. I'm just asking for healing. I mean, you like rose people from the dead. I know you can heal me. And and I question my faith. Lord, I, I think I have faith. I, I never thought you did all this other stuff. And I walked in faith. And, and I'm not sure. Like, it, And I just said, Lord, if, if I don't have faith or if I'm not walking in faith, I need you to show me faith. Because I want to have faith to get through this thing. And, 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 and then, I, you know, I became a little distraught. Just, you know. God, what's going on? You know how we, then we demand stuff. You said in your word that you, you said that you, then we get mad, you know, we start declaring like, come on, you said this, then you said, you know, like, like he, like we command God to do the stuff and it's not God that works uh, of the way he chooses in our life. And then um, I just gave up. I just gave up. I remember at that hour, I was, I was ironing. Uh, uh, the clothes for that week for my, my kids. So I was ironing uh, the baby's clothes and, and ironing them, and, and it hit me. And it hit me just like that. It hit me, and I stopped. And I just, I don't, I don't converse with the devil, but I talk to him. I let him know. So it was at that time I let him know, you know what? It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if you think, Satan, that I'm going to give up, I'm going to decrease my faith because I'm shaking, because I can't receive a healing, you're wrong. I would die like this, whatever. I would die believing that God is who he said he is. And I just had a long talk. And I said, so right now, take me. Take me if you want to. But guess what? I go in that grave knowing and believing and trusting that God was able. Hallelujah. If he didn't do it because he didn't want to, it wasn't because he wasn't able to do it. And it was at that hour I 
felt it inside of me that I was healed. It was at that hour when I gave up that he began to move on my behalf. It was just where God wanted me to be. He wants you to be right there where you just can't do it. How can he prove to us that he is a miracle worker in our lives if we never need a miracle? He has to place us in miracle working situations. And that's when we're down and out. That's when things happen that we have no control over. Hallelujah. So I'm just here to tell you he's trying to get you there. He is trying to get you there. Hallelujah. God wants to get us at that point of hopelessness to increase our faith. Because you know that's how God works, right? You know, I always say he's a God of oxymoron. Hallelujah. He he. He, he, he's made strong in our weakness. That, that don't sound right. Hallelujah. And God wants us to get to a state of hopelessness to increase our faith. Hopeless is not in that he can't do it, not in the hope of our calling, but in the hopelessness of our situation. Hallelujah. Let me clear that up because we never want to lose hope in what God can do and who he is and how he can manifest in our lives. But God wants us to get to the point of hopelessness in our situation because that's when he moves. That's when God is there. Hallelujah. God was always there. He never left. He heard every one of your cries. He heard every one of your uh, prayers. He, he moved on the behalf of every one of your tears. God never leaves us. He is there. Hallelujah. Know in every situation, no matter where you are, that God is there. And let me tell you, people of God, this is nothing less than human behavior. We are human. This is nothing less than human behavior. It, it doesn't seem like a way out. Hallelujah. It doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. Hallelujah. But it's extremely necessary. It's extremely necessary for God to move you to the place that he has called you to be. Not only is he there. But that is when he shows up the mightiest, hallelujah, when our faith is catapulted to the next level. In our hopelessness, he shows up in the mightiest of ways to catapult us into the next level. Even the all-human side of Jesus experienced this. Hallelujah. We ain't talking about, we know that Jesus came and, and he came it, it, being made all human as well as all God. So we're not talking about the divinity side of Jesus this morning. We're talking about the human side of Jesus. So if you turn to Matthew 27 and 46, it reads, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama 
Sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why hast thou forsaken me? Even the all-human side of Jesus felt forsaken in his most darkest hour. Hallelujah. Jesus said this, and the next time he cried out, he gave up breath in his mortal body. And in that same hour, the Godhead was there. All the fullness of God was there. Even in that human cry, hallelujah, even in that human cry of loneliness, uh, he, he said he got to the place of hopelessness in that situation. And he said, I gave up the ghost, but God, the Godhead, hallelujah, was there. And it said that he did this at the ninth hour, at the ninth hour. And we know for some on the line who may be familiar with the hermeneutical uh, uh, numerical numbers that uh, uh, go throughout or transcend throughout uh, the, the Old and the New Testament, but the number nine in the Bible represents finality and faith. It was in Jesus's final hour that the penalty was paid in his faithfulness. So the number nine, that ninth hour represents finality. It's over. Your situation, your darkness is over. It's over. Why? He's showing up because you had faith. He's trying to increase your faith. Hallelujah. You know that song? You know, when I was reading this, I, I don't know why this song came in my, my mind, but uh, the, the Fred Hammond song, Late in the Midnight Hour, God's going to turn it around. He's going to work in your favor. But I, I dare to say it's in the ninth hour. <laughs> he comes before the, the midnight hour. Hallelujah. It's in that ninth hour. Hallelujah. That God comes. Hallelujah. And he brings finality to that situation. Hallelujah. And your faith is catapulted and increased in that ninth hour. Hallelujah. That all hopelessness in that situation has come upon you and and he begins to move and show his miracle working power in your life. Oh, how many know today that God is in the miracle working business. Hallelujah. He has worked miracle after miracle. And as I think back in my life and as, as I, I look at those pivotal, pivotal points in my, in my life where I just Gave up, and I said, I don't know, but but what I do know, I, I'm standing on you. I'm standing on you no matter what, no matter what, God. Like the three Hebrew boys who was in the first, they said, I'm standing on God. I'm standing on God. I know that he can deliver me, and if he doesn't, I know that he's able and that he chooses not to. Hallelujah. We have to have that faith. Hallelujah. We have to walk it out, but we have to get through, hallelujah, those darkest hours. Hallelujah. And we have to let God, we have to hold on to our faith and allow God to move. Hallelujah. So John told his disciples to go to Jesus and find out if he was the true Messiah 
Or if there was another, imagine that. Imagine that he heard God himself call from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, that, that he would have his disciples go ask Jesus, was he the Messiah or was there another? And why? Because surely the Messiah would not let me, John the Baptist, be in jail. Surely he would deliver me speedily. Surely he would declare vengeance on those who put me there. He's the almighty. Hallelujah. He holds all power. Hallelujah. Why? Why? Because surely this was his darkest hour. This was John the Baptist. John the Baptist has been, had been tried by the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He had been tried by all these people, but it wasn't until this darkest hour that he began to question who Jesus really was. Mm. Mm -mm. So when Jesus' disciples, when John's disciples inquired of Jesus, Jesus told them, Tell John the signs that you see. How many times we, we've heard this in, in, in so many sermons. Show him. Show him all of these, how the dead is raised, the sick is healed. Show him all of this. Tell him what you see. Tell him what you see. But what I fail to hear in, in, in sermons is Matthew eleven six. Because after he tells them, go tell them what you see. Go tell them what you hear. Go, go share that with John and let him know. But in 11.6, it says, blessed, let him know this, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Hallelujah. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Offended? Hmm. Okay. Offended. Let's look at this word offense as it reads in the Bible. And so there's dictionary explains it this way. To cause a person to begin to distrust and to desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. And it also means to judge unfavorably. You see, when we are offended, we cannot see things clearly. I rarely, and this is my testimony, I rarely move on things when I'm offended. If there is trouble going on in my church, I stay until the offense is removed so I can act in obedience. I've been called by people in the church, by ministers, I've been called a demon spirit to my face by the leader, and I didn't leave. I didn't leave because I was greatly offended. I was greatly offended by that comment because it's God I know that dwells in me. So for anyone to call me a demonic spirit, and God is working through me, offended me greatly. And I just had to take some time away. I had to take some time to myself. And I had to say, wow. But God revealed to me. They, they called Jesus a demon. <laughs> what make, and he was perfect. 
What makes they, what make you think they ain't going to call you that? Okay. Okay. So I'm getting there. Little by little, I'm trying to remove the offense because I was offended. And, and, he, he, and this pastor said it around people, leaders in the church, upcoming leaders in the church. That's everybody he said it to. And so I'm offended by this. You called me out. And the only reason I ain't say nothing back, it wasn't because of the man of God. It was only because of his position. Hallelujah. That God had called him too. Oh, but back in the day, come on, we ain't going there. Hallelujah. So so I, I, I began to pray and just to seek God. And, and you know, uh, I began to pray for, for that man of God. And uh, slowly and surely the offense. It was removed. The offense slowly dissipated, slowly dissipated. And it was at that time that I called him to set up a meeting. We need to talk. It's time to talk. And I set that meeting up, but I I was, because the offense was no longer there, I was able to come to him and really talk out things. And it was at that time that he apologized. It was at that time that we were able to to really converse and 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 uh, uh, really uh, talk through some of this. But had I reacted, he may have never seen the all forgiving power of God that He was working through me because I would have left. I would have been gone. I would have probably remained gone, offended down in his church, telling everybody not to go, telling everybody, you know, stay away from this. But because I did not react in my offense, I began to see things more clearly. God began to speak to me why he did what he did, and and it helped me to gain some understanding. It wasn't right, hallelujah, but it helped me to gain some understanding on where he was, and it caused me to walk in obedience, hallelujah. So so people of God, this has happened to me and time and time again uh, uh, at my job. Uh, I was on the brink of leaving and really thinking and, 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 and really seeking because I was greatly offended in my marriage, hallelujah, I was greatly offended uh and it wasn't until God removed the offense and I worked through that that I was able that he called me out of that marriage hallelujah but I definitely did not leave in any way with a uh, any kind of offense hallelujah um and so uh, if I'm offended I don't move because in offense we do not see things clearly hallelujah but People of God, in your offense, God is there. He's there. He's there when you get offended. Hallelujah. I, 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 you know, another church member called me a witch. I didn't pray for her, 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 her six family members, and she called me a witch. I was so offended. I was so hurt. I was. I called Apostle Deron. I was like, he called me a witch. Can you believe a witch? You know, and I was just so distraught. And 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 I could have left the church then. Could have left then. She was a leader. Could have left then. But I, I let the offense die down. And and I didn't. I didn't leave. And I didn't react. I wanted to react. React right away. And and thank God for 
saints of God that you put around you. Thank God for wise counsel. I, I called a friend of mine, and uh, uh, she she's she's a prophet, and she said, "Do not respond." I said, "What? No, I need to say something. I need to let her know how I'm not that." I'm, she said, "It ain't gonna do not respond." Amen. Amen. Amen for wisdom. I did not respond, and I prayed, and I laid before God about this. And it was about maybe three weeks later that she came up to me, and she said, woman of God, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I said, no apology needed. Hallelujah, because I forgave her way back when I was laying before the Lord. Hallelujah. No apology needed. I love you. I love you, sis. So that's when, you know, but had I reacted, we got to know that in our offense, God is there. And moving out hastily, we do not allow God to work on our behalf. Be patient, people of God. Hallelujah. Don't move on your offense. You know how when people uh, uh, do something, they write an email to you? That really just make you mad and you want to respond, Re- reply, and you want to, you reply to all. No, they dog me in front of everybody. I'm replying back to them. And you want to, and it, God said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't, I haven't always won that battle. Hallelujah. But, but I'm growing and I'm learning and now I, I, I do wait. But, oh, there were times when I let it go. Oh, no, they need to go. They need to know. So, uh, uh, you know, in doing that, you know, I just, I, I love God. I love God, how he correct. And it came back on me every time, y'all. It came back to bite. So I said, all right, I'm learning. I'm learning, Jesus. Thank you for your patience. So Jesus is telling John's disciples, don't move out on a fence. Don't become doubtful. Don't make moves when you're offended. Wait on God. He is there. And the final words that Jesus gave to John's disciples were declaring that, let me just tell you, he, he wasn't there. He didn't show up for John. He did, that wasn't his call. It was John's hour. He, his ministry was finished. He had fulfilled. Feel the good work, but let me tell you how good our God is. That in our offense, and a lot of times we are offended in Him because He don't move the way we want. He don't move when we want. He don't move how we want. Hallelujah! So in our offense, in our offense, in 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 John's offense, Jesus just declares, "I'm gonna just let y'all know right now, it's not a greater prophet that ever lived than John." Aside of my, that was born from a woman, there's none greater. Aside from myself, there is none greater. Wow. The exile. God will exalt you in your offense if you just pray it out, if you lay before him. It's not to harm you. It's to help you. He thought, wow, for Jesus to proclaim that, he he, he wasn't meaning any harm to John. He said, go back and tell John this. 
Go back and tell him this. Go back and tell him that he's the greatest prophet that lived, that was born of women. He was the greatest one. Go tell him I said it. Go tell him the Messiah has has declared that he was the greatest born of women aside from myself. Hallelujah. Isn't that like God? In the midst of our trials, he exalts us. And then he gives us truth. He gave him truth. He, he said, you know, you're the greatest, but, you, you know, aside from me, you're the greatest. So, so there, may do that. there may be some things in your offense that he may say, Mm-mm, you know, this ain't you. This ain't you. You've remained faithful, daughter. You've remained diligent. You've pressed toward the mark. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this about yourself. Let me tell you where you may have strayed a little bit. Let me help you out. Let me bring some truth to you. So I see the grand picture in all of it. So the offense is removed. But but in the offense, God exalts you. Right in the midst, God is there. Don't give up, people of God. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Trust me today. I, you know, I always tell people, uh, my kids always say, do you, does everything, uh, uh, my ex-husband used to say it all the time, does everything have to resort back to God? I said, if you want the short answer, I mean, I can tell you counseling may help. I, I, I can tell you uh, doing this or that, journaling may help. I, I can tell you all of these things may help, but without God, I God is the sure bet. That's the only sure thing. You know, I could tell you some stuff, but God, it's always going to come back to God. Because without God, I, I don't have nothing to rely on. You know, so without, without you, without me telling you about God, is, is not giving you a sure thing. I can give you some maybe, some if I could or would or should have, but I couldn't give you a short thing. I'm trying to give you a short thing today. The short thing is God. The short thing today is God. Don't question the Messiah. He's there. John got his head cut off. He was a martyr. But he ain't he suffered a far greater death than Jesus did. Uh he suffered a far greater death than Jesus. It was bam. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what I said when I was in my, 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 my ninth hour when I needed that healing. I said, Jesus, I was, I was the same age. Actually, the same age. I was 33. I said, well, hey, you only lived 33 years. Well, all right. And I started doing some comparison. I, I'm good. Have your way. Whatever you decide. Hallelujah. But just know. I will go out believing that you are the most high God, hallelujah, that you are the exalted one. There's none before you, beside you, in front, back, hallelujah. Don't throw in the towel. Trust me today. Don't move when you are offended. In your offense, God is there. Amen. Amen. And amen. To God be the glory. Back in your hands, Apostle. Amen. God, we bless you for this mighty vessel who just went forth this morning. We thank you, God, for 
on the wisdom, the outpour that you have placed in our heart. It just placed upon heart. And Father God, in her diligence, oh God, we pray, we thank you that you will be rewarded for diligence in you, oh God, so that, oh God, that she may pour out um, from heaven, Father, the bread of life. Hallelujah. The substance that is needed in this hour so that we may be sustained and that we may be made whole. Oh, gracious King, and even as she poured out into your people, that you will pour back unto her, oh God, a hundredfold in the name of Jesus, oh God. And for, oh God, her willingness, her willingness, oh God, and faithfulness, that you would just bless her beyond measure, almighty King. And we thank you, Lord God, that she's untraceable to the adversary in you. Almighty King, as you cover her with your wings, oh God, and even in that place of covering where you protect her, you strengthen her, oh God, that you mature her, oh God, in the greater works that you've called out for her very life, Almighty King. And so we thank you for the great work that you have done in this vessel, Almighty God, and even that to even come, oh God, so that, oh Lord God, that words of activation and, and penetration oh god can continue to resonate in the earth as you just use her to speak your wisdom to speak your truth so that souls can be set free healed and delivered oh god continuing in the work of our lord and savior jesus christ as the ambassador of him and so we thank you lord god for all that you are doing in her life and even that in which is to come we thank you for the favor and the blessings and we thank you for the doors uh, that you're opening for her oh god and we thank you for every platform that you have built that you've set aside so that oh lord god your glory can rise in the earth as you use her mightily and boldly in jesus name amen amen and amen to god be the glory thank you jesus hallelujah my god i was oh my god so much in the word amen hallelujah glory to god and we're gonna have our iron sharpening our moment but as as she was speaking um the thing that continued to resonate in my mind was this amen glory to god and this is why god don't want us to move this is why sometimes he leave us in places um amen glory to god into so that his glory can rise in the earth and um he says what was in what was in my mind was this i left you there to bless you there amen Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so if you leave prematurely, you can't get the blessing from God. God is, amen, glory to God. Wow, even in that offensive place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Um, that is that place where he wants to bless you, where he wants to um, groom you, where he wants to develop you, where he wants hit you to see his glory experience his glory amen glory to god thank you jesus hallelujah to manifest in your very life and it comes with that um self-denial and dependency on the lord amen in the name of jesus glory to god but it was so much um you know just wrapped up in this word of truth and even as jesus was talking to even when jesus responded to the disciples 
I love Jesus' response because Jesus didn't get offended. <laughs> you know, Jesus could have got offended. You know, when people question who you are, right? And she was talking about how, um, how you know, she was called a, a witch and a demon, you know, and things of that nature. And people begin to question who you are in Christ or people begin to question who God has called you to be, you know, a couple of books I mean, a couple of chapters over, you know, the word said um, that you would recognize them by their fruit, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And so Jesus' response was one who operate in assurity. He didn't even, you know, he didn't even speak to, to say, I am the Messiah or whatever. But what he did, he referenced him back to the prophets of old, amen, who was foretelling who he was. And so he knew that John was a, a student in the word, that John knew, um, amen, glory to God, the law. He knew that that, that John was uh, was very, very educated. And so he just, he just went back, he said, just go tell them these things in which you hear and see. And he began to run down the different things or whatever. And so he, he's telling him, so he's telling him, go back and refer back to the word that, that has been spoken about me. And then let you determine, amen, then you determine who it is that I am. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just absolutely love it. You know, even, even down to the crucifixion. Amen. Glory to God. When they were saying, you know, when, when, um, my God, when, when he said, hallelujah, Paulus was like, um, are you the king of the Jews or hallelujah or, or something? What, what question? As he said, you said it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Even then he wasn't defending who he was. And I think that's a, just a powerful lesson. Usually when we defend who we are, it's because we are offended because of the questioning. Amen. Of, of somebody who wants to question who we are or what God has called for, for us to do. But let your word speak for who you are. Amen. In, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. You don't have to talk about it but when you be about it amen when you be about your father's business the evidence is in the footprint amen or the footprint or the imprint that you leave the trail it's always a trail people of god that points to who you are amen and who god has called you to be when you're operating and moving authentically in the word of God. Amen. In the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Guess what? Because the good tree is going to bring out the good that's stored up in them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And as the good that is stored out is going to bear the fruit of what's in the tree. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But blessed be the name of God. This line is open. It was just so much good stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. I would just bless this woman of God for this preach word. But this line is open. Dynamic people of God. Amen. Let's just bless the woman of God because it was a word of wisdom, a word of power, a word of encouragement, instructions. Amen. Even a word of correction. Amen. So that we can get it right, get it in line. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, 
with the Lord and um, glory to God so that we can stand our ground even in the places of offense and a place of offense. So because right there in that place where we are being offended so that God can come and move in our lives. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. And, and, and it may not be the way we wanted him to move. But he's going to move, amen, in, in our best interest, amen. And I was even thinking about this, even when she was saying, talking about this, um, this was John's time, amen, glory to God, hallelujah. Um, God operates, the Lord operates according to his word. Everything that God does, it is so that his word can be fulfilled, it is so that his word can be fulfilled. And so it is in the best interest of us so that his word can manifest in our lives. And so we have to stay in position, amen, so that we can move and operate in the manifestation of God's word in our lives. Because his word is always the way, the way to, uh, to go and is surely the road to travel, amen, in Jesus' name. This line is open, people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, we just bless the name of Jesus. We ain't going to hold you. Um, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, so we just bless God. We bless God in this place. And we just thank God. Woman of God, we thank you for this word of power released this morning in our sunrise worship service, our Sunday morning service. And we just bless God. The word was truly blessed. And we thank God that it is going to prosper in our lives. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That now we know how to take an offense and not move and wait to see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Right there in that place. My God. Yes. In the majestic name of Jesus. Bless your name, God, in this place. We just bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we thank you for being the vessel. Um, the pour, pouring out, allowing the Lord to pour out on you this morning into our lives, enriching us for such a time as this. Hallelujah, glory to God for that which is ahead, y'all. Oh my God. Ooh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Surely a word of preparation. I just, my God. <laughs> oh, surely a word of preparation. Take it. Only thing I can say, amen. Glory to God. Soak it in and get prepared. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So with that being said, people of God, we're going to go this morning in the love, joy, peace, favor, and the anointing of our most holy savior who is none other than jesus christ and it is in his most holy and majestic name that we've convened in intercession and we have been empowered amen amen and amen to god be the absolute glory thank you jesus hallelujah goodbye